With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode may contain content of a graphic nature, including descriptions of physical and sexual violence against adults, children, and animals. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, everyone. I'm Tanya. And I'm Talia. And we are Crimes and Consequences, a true crime podcast. Hey, Tanya. Don't ask me how I'm doing. I just, can we just cut through all that bullshit? Yeah, I'm not going to ask. Okay. I haven't asked you in the last couple episodes. I yeah. don't know if you've noticed. Yeah, there's a reason. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> it's not funny, but there is a reason. So anyway. I'm a I, little off today with my uh, sinuses and stuff, guys, so bear with me. <laughs> Tanya's got this, though. I've got it. So I'd like to welcome everyone back to another exciting episode of Crimes and Consequences. Before I get into the episode today, though, I'd just like to remind everyone to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're listening to. And have you ever heard of the Russian Bonnie and Clyde? No. Okay. Well, even if you're not a fan of true crime, you will probably know the names of Bonnie and Clyde, right? Right. They're pretty infamous. And Bonnie and Clyde, they grew to fame like during the Great Depression. Oh, yeah. After robbing a bunch of places, and they were young lovers who did what they wanted, and they didn't care about consequences. And they killed people. Yeah, they, yeah, like you said, they went on a murder and robbery spree across multiple states and lived a life of crime, and they seemed to love every minute of it. However, their little reign of terror came to an end in a hail of bullets. Yep. I saw the movie about it. 130 rounds to be exact. They were fired into their car after police ambushed them. Our story follows two young lovers who compared themselves to Bonnie and Clyde after a standoff with police that was unfolding on a live stream for the internet to see. No shit. Yeah, it's crazy. Like Bonnie and Clyde, our lovers met a deadly fate, but some say their deaths aren't as black and white as they may seem. Hmm. I mean, why would two young teens with full lives ahead of them Want to go out in a blaze of glory. Uh, Because they're young teens. Yeah, (laughs) exactly right. Teens are stupid. (laughs) Our story follows Denis Mureyov Mureyov, and Katya Vaslova. Katya. Katya. That's my daughter's middle name. Oh, is it? I like Mm. that name. It's cute. So it's Denis and Katya. In 2016, 15-year-old Denis and 15-year-old Katya met for the first time after Denis and his family moved to Piskov, 
where Dennis's stepfather got a construction job in the village. They're in Russia, by the way, in case I didn't make that clear. You made it clear. Okay. The pair added each other on Vikuntaktu, which is a social media site similar to Facebook in Russia. They call it VK. Okay, let's just call it VK. Yeah, I'm going to call it VK because I'm not going to be able to say this But it's like Facebook. Yeah, it's like Facebook. You can post statuses. You can direct message people. You can do all the same things that you can do on Facebook. Dennis and Katya began messaging each other and became friends quickly. Exchanging messages soon turned into walks after school and spending time with each other. And not long after that, the two became an item and fell in love. Aww. You know how young love is, right? Young love. They were inseparable, and they spent a lot of their time together. Although they were obsessed with each other, the same couldn't be said about their parents and how they felt about their relationship. During one of their walks, supposedly, mm-hmm. Dennis's- Walks, quote, is that what we're calling it these days? Yeah, we're days calling it walks. <laughs> Dennis's mom, Olga, discovered, after it being 3 o'clock in the morning, But Dennis wasn't home yet, so she called the police. That's a long walk. Hell yeah, it's a (laughs) late-ass walk, too. Who's letting them stay out this late? This is how Olga found out about their relationship. Dennis was in love with Katya, so when his mother forbade him from seeing her, he was furious, and he convinced Katya they should run away and be together. When Dennis's stepfather went looking for the couple, he found them on a rooftop the next morning. So that's where they ran away? Yeah, that's where they ran away. And they weren't going to stop seeing each other. So they continued their relationship despite their families objecting to their young love. Young love. However, this relationship wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. No. No. (laughs) Go figure. In early November 2016, Katya broke up with Dennis. She felt maybe things weren't right when it came to being with him. There had been accusations made about Katya that she was cheating on Dennis throughout their relationship. However, Dennis wasn't about to give up on her. He loved her and he just kept pursuing her. Dennis won her back when he posted on VK (laughs) of status that made Katya fall head over heels back in love with him. All right. You want to hear what that hot message was? Okay. Okay. So he posted, quote, forever in my heart, despite everything, I love you. Love you now and will love. End quote. That's it? Yeah. Katya was so moved. She's like, oh my gosh, he posted that for everybody to see on social media. On social media. Oh my God, I love you so much. Back together again. Olga knew that trying to keep Dennis and Katya apart just wasn't going to work. And Olga was a psychologist. And due to this work, she knew that if she was going to have a good relationship with her son, she needed to build a relationship with his girlfriend. So she's like, okay, if I can't beat him, join him, I guess is the attitude. Olga invited Katya over for dinner and to have a talk, which went surprisingly well. The two became very close. They went shopping together and Katya would come over often to have dinner with Dennis's family. Katya had become like a daughter to Olga. Really? Yeah. And she even grew close with Dennis's seven-year-old sister. And she taught her to draw because Katya was a talented artist. Katya was able to integrate into this loving family, which wasn't really what she was getting at home. She spent a lot of time at Dennis's house because I think her home life was pretty shitty. There was no evidence to suggest that Katya's family was violent, but it really wasn't a very loving household. 
Olga doted on her children with love and care, whereas Katya's mother and stepfather were often described as soulless. Oh. Yeah. So oh. Man. It's just cold. It's yeah. so cold. Soulless. soulless. Soulless is like Ted Bondi. Right? <laughs> I mean. I know. Katya found a safe haven with Dennis and his family, and their relationship began looking up as Dennis's family grew to love Katya, like she was part of the family. In the summer of 2016, Dennis's mother received a notice from the Russian Juvenile Commission accusing her of subjecting Dennis to an improper upbringing. Dennis? Unbe- yeah. Unbeknown- I thought you said they were like yeah, a great, great family. Yeah, great. They were. And, but unbeknownst to her, Dennis had been violating school regulations. Dennis was being rude to teachers and skipping class to go out smoking. Olga was shocked, as she had assumed Dennis was attending class at school. I skipped class to go smoke, too. Did you? (laughs) (laughs) Dennis's behavior began to shift into a rebellious teen, and his friends from school even took notice in his new behavior. And one friend said Dennis used to be a good student and studied often, but a shift began when he started seeing Katya. How long has he been dating her now? I would say a few months. Dennis's behavior began to grow hostile. He was fighting with his friends, and early in the relationship with Katya, he threw temper tantrums, as Katya would sometimes go off with other boys. Like, he would, I mean, I would throw a temper tantrum, too, if my girlfriend was, like, with other boys. And like I said, it was rumored that Katya was cheating on Dennis throughout the relationship, which really upset him. But they worked it out. Yeah, they did work it out. One afternoon, the couple returned home after school, and they got into an argument about what they were going to do with the rest of the afternoon. The fight escalated into a screaming match between the two, and eventually Katya left, leaving Dennis to continue to take out his anger on his mom and little sister. Dennis was grounded due to this and was sent to his room, but would later reconcile with his family and he apologized for his behavior. Dennis and Katya's relationship felt more strained when Katya began cheating on Dennis again, which she had initially denied. Dennis was very hurt, but he was so in love with Katya, he chose to work things out with her. People at school took notice about how toxic their relationship was becoming. Their friends would try and help them out, but as young teenagers are stubborn as hell. Oh, God. Don't even start. I know. Don't get me started. I know, right? Dennis and Katya ignored the pleas their friends made. They were in love, and no one was going to tell them otherwise. That's absolutely right. Right? They were, it was Fucking beautiful. (laughs) Man, 15 is a hard age. I remember. I know. One night, Olga got a text from Katya. Katya told her that her stepfather had beat her, and she decided to run away from home in fear it would happen again. Is that true? I I don't know if it's really true, but it's possible. When Dennis found out, he went to try and find Katya because she had left her house. After some convincing, Olga got Katya to come over to their house. And when she got there, Olga told her that she should talk to her parents to sort things out, as they were probably worried sick about where she was. Katya told her she would be better off living on the streets than return home to them. Hmm. It was obvious to Olga that Katya was extremely intoxicated. Oh. And Olga called Katya's parents. She really didn't fully believe Katya's version Mm -hmm. of events. Due to some prior behaviors, but when her parents did show up, Olga realized that Katya may have been telling the truth. When Katya's stepfather came to pick her up, Katya originally refused to get into his car. 
Then her stepfather grabbed her and dragged her into the car, causing quite the scene. Olga heard Katya wheezing, and Dennis said he saw Katya's stepfather headbutt her. What? I know. Olga felt terrible after this altercation. She had no idea how horrible Katya's life was, and she had just called the person who Katya was afraid of, or said she was right. afraid of, to and pick then her said, up. Come get her. Yeah. yeah. Olga messaged Katya to apologize to her for what she had caused, and Katya forgave her easily. But there was concern that Katya had hinted that she may take her own life. Olga insisted that Katya come over for dinner. And when she arrived a few days later, she had noticeable bruise on her head. Apparently, Katya had decided to sneak out to a friend's sleepover. Katya had a curfew of 9 p.m., so when her mother discovered she wasn't home, she went out and found her at this friend's house. Katya's mother took her home and allegedly a screaming match ensued, which turned into a physical altercation, which is where it is assumed she got the bruise. Olga had gotten some ointment to help with the bruise and asked Katya if she was seriously considering taking her own life because she was saying this. She's just like, I'd be better off dead. Katya told her that, well, I did rethink it and I don't think I will. Okay. So I think we're good. Katya expressed she was hesitant to go home, though, as she feared what she would be returning to. But she did eventually go home. The next day, Dennis's mother looked at Dennis's VK page, where she saw a post that had recently been made where Katya had said she would go, quote, to the end, end quote, with Dennis. What does that mean? Yeah, when his mother asked him what it meant, Dennis simply told her that she had nothing to worry about and that Katya just needed some time to cool off. Dennis's mom, Olga, was still concerned. What could Katya mean to the end? Yeah. She had just made comments about suicide earlier in the week. Could she be contemplating ending her own life? Olga was right to be concerned about Katya and her son. The pair had a plan and the plan wasn't going to have a happy ending. On November 11, 2016, Dennis suddenly goes missing. His mother and stepfather had returned home in the afternoon to find that he wasn't home and his phone had been switched off. When they continued to search his room for answers, they found that some warm clothing had been taken, some pillows, blankets, a knife, a bottle of alcohol, and some bank cards were also missing. It was discovered that Dennis had used the cards earlier to withdraw a thousand rubles. From his parents? Yeah, from his parents' accounts. And a thousand rubles is only about $13. Oh, it sounds like like a lot. I know, it sounds like a lot. Sounds like a lot of money. When his parents had asked his friends if they knew anything, like, has has anybody talked to Dennis? One of them said that they saw him the day before, but he didn't mention to them that he was leaving or going out on his own. Like, they had no idea where he could be. Dennis's parents contacted Katya's parents next, as, and they told Dennis's parents that they couldn't get a hold of Katya either, that she had gone missing. Katya's parents said that she had been gone for two days. Shocked, Dennis's parents told him that Dennis was also missing and that they were out looking for him. However, Katya's parents refused to help to look for their daughter. Outraged, Olga kept pressuring Katya's parents for information, like, how could you possibly not care where your daughter's at? Eventually, Katya's mother broke and told Olga that Katya's stepmother lived in a village called Strugi Krasny. Her stepmother? Her stepmother. Where's, Where's her dad? That's where her dad lives. Okay. Okay. And the teens may have gone there. 
Frustrated, Olga found where the stepmother lived and pleaded with her to let her know if the pair showed up to her house. Whilst Olga was looking for a lead, Dennis's stepfather was searching all of the known spots that the teens liked to go to. After extensive searches around the village, Dennis's family decided to report Dennis missing. Katya's mother got in contact with Dennis's family and told them they weren't going to be filing a missing persons report on their daughter. However, despite saying this to Olga, Katya's mother did end up making a report, but it wasn't to report her missing. It was a report to the Commission of Juvenile Affairs in an attempt to get Katya placed in a boarding school. Well, you know what? That's not really a bad idea. Yeah, probably not. Not long after this missing persons report was filed, Dennis contacted his mother. He told her that he was with Katya, that they were safe, but he wasn't going to tell her where they were. Dennis also asked his mom to withdraw her report to the police. Like, oh, okay, I'm not missing. Son. Yeah. Okay, son, whatever you want. <laughs> However, Olga was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. What the families didn't know was that the teens took a minibus to Strugi Krasny, and they got in contact with Dennis's half-sister and asked her if she could rent an apartment for them because they couldn't. They were only teenagers. Well, how do they have any money? They have $13. I know. Uh, I don't know. Rubles. You know, shit doesn't make sense when you're a teenager. And before I tell you the rest of the story, we're going to take a break. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They made their way to a cottage that one of Katya's family members owned, and they decided to hide out there. It wasn't occupied at the time, and they got into the cottage by breaking in through a window. They decided to stay there, and they made a plan that when the time was right, they would make their way to the city to start a new life. So they mm-hmm. were just going to hide out there, regroup, I guess. Mm-hmm. When the time is right. And when the time is start right. a new life with yeah, no money. With no money and no possessions. <laughs> we're 15. And, yeah, exactly. All right. Exactly. Eventually, Katya's mom learned that they had gone to Strugi Krasny and informed Dennis's family of where the teens were. The two families traveled to this cottage, and Olga told Katya's mom to call the police for help. However, her mom refused, as she didn't want to damage the cottage's front door. Like, she didn't want the police breaking in, and decided that the best choice was just to wait outside until Dennis and Katya came out. I gotta come out sometime. Right? Katya's grandma also made her way to the cottage to confront them and to tell them to come home. When Grandma arrived to the cottage, she and Dennis's mom knocked on the door, prepared to convince them to come home. Dennis answered the door and told them, you need to go. We're oh, okay. We're not, we're not coming home. Mm-hmm. You need to leave, and we're not coming out. Katya noticed the commotion and also came to the door. And when this was happening, she had a knife in her hand because oh. she was cooking in the kitchen. Her grandmother noticed the knife, and she felt threatened, and she lunged toward Katya in an attempt to take the knife from her. The knife ended up slicing Katya's hand, so Dennis, trying to protect Katya, pulled out a pistol that he had been hiding 
What? I'm assuming in his pants. And he shot Katya's oh. mother in the hip. He shot her his mo- her, her, her mother, mom. not yeah. grandma, her mother. Yeah, because mom and grandma are at the right. door, right? Where, where'd he get a goddamn gun from? Oh, there's a bunch of guns in this cottage. Okay. Oh, the cottage. Yes. Katya's grandmother and mother both backed away when this Fuck happened. Yeah. I mean, she needs medical help now. And the teens decided to barricade themselves in the house. Great idea. Oh, my God. It just goes from bad to worse. Someone notified the police. And as they responded to the calls, Dennis's family arrived to the property to convince the teens to come home. And I'm going to tell you, like, a whole shit ton of cops showed up as well as news media. Of so course. So there's TV people there. And you All can right. imagine the mayhem. Yep. This is when Dennis and Katya decided to go live on a live streaming app <laughs> called Periscope. Have you ever heard yes, of Periscope? Yes, I have heard okay. of Periscope. So they decide they go live on Periscope. What, they're going to advocate for themselves and yeah. what? They're going to live stream this look, shit show, right? Look at, look at what, we're just trying to start a new life. Yeah, these people won't leave us alone. <laughs> and look, Katya's hand is cut and whatever. Okay. While live, the pair told their audience about the encounter they both had with Katya's family. Katya explained to everyone watching that she didn't mean to be aggressive. I'm sorry. While she was holding the knife, but her grandma saw the knife and instantly went for it. Katya said, I don't even feel the pain. I didn't even feel the pain when the knife sliced my hands. And she said that Dennis was nervous when the scuffle began and he had no choice but to shoot his mom in the hip. Absolutely no other option. I mean, no other option at all. (laughs) It was just bad. I know. As the police and Dennis's family arrived to the scene, Katya's mom was telling the police that Dennis was holding Katya captive inside the mm-hmm. house and was refusing to let her leave. So you can imagine this is like, it's just like I said, it goes from bad to worse. This is a shit show. It's completely a shit show. Katya responded to those accusations of her mother's claims on her live stream and she told the viewers that just wasn't true. She was there voluntarily oh, of her fool. own free will. And Dennis wasn't making her do anything. Mm, That's not going to hold up. That's not going to work so well for her in court. I know. (laughs) Later. Girl, you could be under duress, right? (laughs) (laughs) She let the audience know that the reason they had ran away, and she said, quote, it all started when I had a row with mom. And row means argument. Right. End quote. She said that on our Periscope stream. She said, quote, they found me at night and beat me up cruelly in front of Dennis and his mother. Then I went home, but ran away again, and we hid here, end quote. Katya also expressed that the two of them weren't going to give up without a fight. If they were going to go out, they were going to go out in style. Okay. They're such badasses, yeah, right? Yeah, blaze of glory. Blaze of glory. The couple had discovered that there was a firearms safe in the cottage, and they managed to open it to find an assortment of firearms ranging from shotguns to pistols. Hence his pistol. Yes. Then they showed off the firearms on the live stream. Check out this stash we got. what we got going on here. As police arrived to the property, Dennis thought it would be really funny to aim a gun at the police and started firing at them while he was laughing. And this is why I hate teens. (laughs) This just sounds like a great idea. Dennis actually injured a police officer in the process who was hiding in some bushes nearby. I mean, I think he's just firing randomly, but oh, ha, ha, ha. That's a really bad idea. Yeah, very bad idea to fire a gun at the police. Anywhere you live, Russia, (laughs) United States, anywhere. The police officer called for backup, and this is where the standoff with the police began. 
During a conversation between the teens, Katya compared themselves to the infamous gangster couple, Bonnie, Bonnie and, Clyde. and Clyde. Katya said, did you kill anyone? Dennis said, no, no one. Katya said, no, no one yet. Dennis said, maybe I got cops. I don't know. I see cops and just shoot in their direction. Hmm. Maybe I got one. If I didn't, it'll be another 15 years in jail, approximately. If I did, it'll be another 15 years in jail. Katya says, Bonnie and Clyde, Dennis says. So cool. Go on. It's time to say our last words. Mm. To the shock of everyone watching, the teens acted very casual during this live stream. And I tend to think maybe teenagers just don't understand yeah, of reality, course. like uh, right. the heaviness. The real consequences. Yeah, the How real consequences. How long life lasts. Right. <laughs> 15 years is a really long time. Right. And when you do stupid shit like this. There are consequences, like you said. So I think that that's why they probably had this attitude, you know, being casual and whatever. It's just a game. Right. Right. They were seen cutting their hair on the live stream and dyeing it. They were eating food, drinking, smoking, and they continued to show off the firearms. Kathy and Dennis took humor in the fact that they knew that the special police unit would be forced to storm the property and the teens told everyone that they were going to open fire as soon as the police entered the home. Dennis then picked up a gun and shot the TV, which was inside the house. They then decided to throw the TV out of the window at police. The teens continued to make jokes about the police, calling them useless, and told their audience on Periscope that they would only storm the home because they were bored and were afraid of children. Right? They reveled in the thought of shooting at the police and said it would be fun to shoot at them. Dennis claimed he had shot two dogs before the standoff. What? However, there wasn't any evidence of any animals being and shot that's horrible. in the horrible. Yeah. The teens joked about how they were psychopaths. Yeah. That were misunderstood. Sorry. Okay, well, you're a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to understand you. I know, right? Oh, my goodness. See, it's kind of um, hard to understand irrational behavior. Right. During the live stream, Katia was seen holding a gun to Dennis's head mm. with no reaction from him. He was smiling while Katia held the gun to his head. With all these wild things that they were doing, friends who were watching the live stream tried to reason with them, telling them all the things they were risking. Did they get a lot of viewers? I don't even know how many a viewers lot of likes. there were. <laughs> I know, right? This is so dumb. One person told them to think about their whole life that they had ahead of them. And to this, Katya said, quote, life ahead? Damn, they don't understand what we've done. Dennis replied with, quote, they will put us in children's prison, unquote. Both Dennis's and Katya's family tried to reason with them to no avail. Well, they, at this point, they haven't killed anybody. So no. there's still some yeah. chance for redemption and a life. Right. They both ignored these pleas made by their parents. The police were also trying to make contact with Dennis as they still believed that he was holding Katya captive. It was really? just like this huge misunderstanding. Are they not watching Periscope? No, they're not watching okay. Periscope. They kept calling out to Dennis, let Katya go. Okay. Yeah. Little did the police know, or like you mentioned, because they weren't following their live stream, Dennis and Katya had started discussing suicide. Why isn't anybody from Periscope letting, like, the police know what's going know. on? I don't know, right? Like, Because they're other teens. Yeah, it must be, right, because they're other teens, exactly. You mean people in their audience, right. yes. Right, yeah. Yeah, I 
because they're all dumb fucks. That's why. <laughs> I was. I God. was the dumbest fuck <laughs> when I was a teen. The police were trying to negotiate with Dennis, saying, quote, Dennis, calmly come out. That's enough. We are all tired. Just don't do stupid things, end quote, over a loudspeaker. The police were getting frustrated as there was really no progress happening. It's kind of just, they were all just sitting there. Can't they put like a smoke bomb in there you would or think. something like that? They were still at a standstill and there just seemed to be no end in sight. With the help of police, Olga convinced the teens to surrender their weapons to her. Oh. The teens walked to the balcony of the property, like Olga had gone over there, and said, you know, can you just give she me the weapon? So they walked to this balcony, and they dropped down a knife, various ammo cartridges, and guns, and told Olga that the only thing left in the house was a ladle. <laughs> I know, right? A couple shit. Yeah, a, a spatula and a ladle. I don't know. <laughs> Weapon? <laughs> no. I mean, what, what, could you, what kind of damage could you do with a ladle? I mean, you could hit somebody with it. I don't oh, know. I don't but... know. I'll have to like see if anybody's ever been killed by a ladle. <laughs> I bet you someone has. Probably. It'd be crazy enough. Dennis's mom collected the weapons and moved them away from the property before going back to the balcony to continue to talk to them in hopes that they would surrender themselves. Dennis's mom told the teens that Katya could come live with them so she could get oh. away from her abusive parents. Oh, that's the last thing I would want is Katya oh, to live with me. She's just trying to get them out. She also told her son that she would always be there for him and that she loved him very much. Olga made small talk about the teens' new hairstyles. Oh, like I told you, they I cut like their how hair. you cut your hair and dyed oh, it. looks cute. It looks really nice. <laughs> She's trying anything. This oh, poor right. woman. After chatting for a while, Dennis asked for 40 minutes alone with Katya so they could get their things together. Okay. Thinking that she finally got through to the pair, the police and Dennis's mom obliged and gave them the time they asked for. When the police went through the firearms that they had surrendered, they believed that they weren't being truthful and they still had weapons in the house. No shit. Yeah, no shit, right? Spoiler alert. <laughs> The owner of the cottage, who happened to be Katya's stepdad, later confirmed to the police that there was still one more firearm in the house. In between conversations with his mom, Dennis was talking to Katya on the live stream about how his mother only cared now because the police were telling her to act upset. Quote, now my mom is not so upset. This is just SOBL, which is the Armed Special Forces, told her to say it this way, end quote. The 40 minutes were up, and Olga made her way back to the balcony to ask if they were ready to come out. Dennis told her he wanted another five minutes before the police came and entered the home. Wanting to go in, Olga had enough and headed toward the door to get inside. She's pretty brave. Yeah, she is. She's like, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah, right. This is ending now. You're getting out of here now. Yeah, you're getting out of here now. I've had you enough of this grounded. crap. You are grounded. You are grounded forever, mister. <laughs> right? <laughs> Once the police realized what she was doing, they ordered her to move away from the door. So she's like, okay. And she moves away from the house. And while she's doing this, she tried to call Dennis's phone, but there was no answer. It had been turned off. Sick of the games the teens were playing, the police decided to storm the cottage. The police used a flashbang before entering the house in order to distract the teens. 
And isn't that like when yeah. it's really loud, right? It, yeah, and then it has that big flash and it just Supposed like, to disorient yeah, you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. As they made their way up to the room where the teens were staying, the police found the bodies of Katya and Dennis, mm. both with fatal gunshot wounds. During the 40 minutes that Dennis had asked for, the teens continued to stream their standoff on Periscope. You could audibly hear Katya sniffing in the background, and she told the viewers of the live stream she was too afraid to kill herself. They showed the shotgun that they still had on the stream, and their final moments were coming to an end. Katya asked Dennis to shoot her. Mm. She went and sat on a couch where the teams filmed most of their streams. Dennis then shot her in the face. After he shot Katya, he turned the shotgun on himself and shot himself as well. Allegedly, Dennis was texting a friend about shooting Katya. He told his friend that he was going to tell Katya to turn her back and shoot her from behind so she wouldn't be so scared. Before they died, both teens wrote a post for their VK accounts and both read the same. And I'll read it to you. It said, quote, I love you, but you did not notice how you had ruined my mind and life. Who is this addressed to? I don't know. Goodbye, all friends, family and acquaintances. Don't worry. I'll leave in a beautiful way. Good luck to everyone in life. And please don't fear to live however you want or feel is necessary. A life of pleasure is the best life. I love you. End quote. It's weird. Yeah, that's weird. That's not very deep. I know. No. Not goodbye. Really. It should have just been like, goodbye, world. I don't know. Afraid to live a life of pleasure. Yeah. Like, what? It's like just weird. Do whatever you want. Oh, okay. Sometimes you can't. No. Sometimes you got Trust responsibilities. Trust me. You got kids. I know, I right? Try. No, I can never do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a mom Uber yeah. <laughs> half the time. I know exactly. I know like 80% of my life is not doing what I want. Right. At least. At least, yes. An autopsy was performed on both Katya and Dennis, and it was assumed that Katya gave Dennis consent to shoot her before he killed himself. The autopsy showed that they were mildly intoxicated, but no drugs were found in their system. However, many people speculate that the teens were unarmed, and when the police stormed the building, that the police actually shot them both. Oh, there's that conspiracy theory. Yes, there's a conspiracy theory. That but they... I thought it was all, like, live-streamed. Yes, exactly. Exactly, right? So there's the conspiracy that they didn't commit suicide and that the police killed them. Why would the police go in and shoot them in the head or face? Well, you know, during the live stream, both Katya and Dennis agreed that suicide was not an option. Hmm. So it was hard for some people to believe that they would have just done it. Also, people noticed that in the body cam footage from the police, you couldn't hear the gunshots that would have been the fatal shots. And it was supposedly a shotgun. Mm. I mean, those things are loud. Yeah. The autopsy showed that both teens had been shot around the chin area, which was inconsistent with those texts that Dennis had said to his friend, you know, that he was going to shoot her from behind. But he also wasn't in a good frame of mind. Right, right. While the police deny ever shooting the teens, some people believe that they shot them because Dennis had been randomly shooting and he had shot a police officer. I don't know. Maybe, but I feel like it's a stretch. Like, I, I mean, yeah. 15 years old. I know. It's kind of weird. Right? Why would they okay, do that? Okay, both of them. Maybe just Dennis they could shot, but yeah. why would they shoot her? 
And then you would think that people on the outside would have heard shots, right? right? Like their parents would have heard shots. I could just see maybe, hey, we shot Dennis, we rescued Katya or something like that, but I shoot her too. I know. It just doesn't sound. That doesn't smell. I think they were just, they lost, the kids lost their minds. But some people just love conspiracy theories. I do. I think they're great. I think they're fun. You know, mm-hmm. well, this isn't fun. But no, but conspiracy theories are fun. I know fun. what you're saying. Like, you know, are there aliens? There like, are. Did they really land at Roswell? Maybe. Maybe. I, I love that one. Yeah, I do too. That's one of my favorite. And JFK. Oh, that's don't my get other me started one. on that girl. I know. That's one of my favorites too. I mean, whew. anyway. Okay, I'm digressing. <laughs> we are totally digressing. <laughs> I need to get back on subject. After their deaths, investigations were conducted over how the evidence was mishandled. So I'm going to tell you, a member of the forensic team who took photos of the crime scene decided to take the camera home and allowed their daughter to play with it. Okay. The mother saw, so I'm thinking this was the dad, but the mom. chain of custody thing doesn't mean anything to them. The mom saw the photos and decided to upload the photos to her VK account. Oh. Which, beware, if you research their case, there are uncensored crime scene pictures of the teen's bodies floating around. I know. All thanks to this forensic team member. A privacy investigation was conducted, but due to a lack of evidence, which I don't see how her posting on the fucking VK isn't evidence enough, but whatever, the case was dropped and no criminal charges were filed. Katya's stepfather was also charged with careless storage of firearms. But you said it was in a safe. They were in yeah, a safe. they were. Um, huh. But like the other things that were going on in the investigation, the charges were dropped. The head of the district commissions and the Department of Minors of the Piskoff Police Department, okay. who was on duty at the time of the standoff, was charged with, quote, improper performance of his duties wow. due to the dishonest attitude to the service, which negligently resulted in the death of two persons, end quote. What does this mean? Can you say layman terms? <laughs> well, according to the case file, this person did not fully investigate the circumstances behind the teens running away. They did not interview any of their friends or family and also didn't include a juvenile investigator in their search for the teens. Okay. That's pretty it's kind lame, of a stretch. That's, yeah, it's lame. The charges were also dismissed. Mostly due to the fact that they could not have predicted that the teens were going to kill themselves due to the effort made by police. Right. I mean, maybe a little, because she was saying she was going to kill herself earlier. I don't know. It is a stretch, I think. Yeah. You don't think people are going to do that. Especially over, this was dumb. Oh, I mean, they didn't have a lot of choices. They can either storm it and have a gunfight, or yeah. they can give them 40 minutes to come out. And, right. I don't know. I mean, this was just stupid to me. Like, they weren't holding anybody hostage. They were, you know, it could have been peaceful. But then they thought that Katya was being held hostage. That's true. That's true. Yeah. The school in which Dennis and Katya attended avoided any criminal liability due to a lack of evidence of any wrongdoing. And I don't know what the school would do. An abuse They're just suing everybody. I know. Everybody's (laughs) being charged with everything. An abuse of power investigation began against the local police, which was also dismissed due to a lack of evidence. However, many people believe that the police went into the cottage with the intention to neutralize Dennis and Katya by any means. Dennis was laid to rest on November 18th, and Katya's funeral was the very next day. Olga insisted that they be buried together, as mm. that is what they would have wanted. However, Katya's mother vehemently objected to the idea. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. They're not buried together. Okay. Because I have seen their graves. 
and their headstones. So they're they not together. They weren't, they weren't that good together. No, they, they really were. together. Discussions were had with people from the village and the school about who was to blame for this tragedy. Because Katya and Dennis both like to post things all over their social media accounts, many believe that social media should be censored or even banned. Allegedly, one of Dennis and Katya's teachers knew about their toxic relationship and even tried to seek help for them. Despite seeking help for them, nothing really was done. This teacher said about Dennis and Katya, quote, If I could have gone there, entered the house, took them by the hand, they would not have resisted. Honestly, that's my opinion. You know, who's to blame is Katya and Dennis were teens. They were young teens yeah. in love. And they made some poor choices, yeah. and it's very sad, the result. But pointing the fingers at everybody else, really? Right. Right. It's just not fair. In you know, the end, they did make their own choices. Yeah, I think this teacher just feels really bad because she was like, you know, they just didn't know what to do. And I tried to help them, but no one came. And I do feel bad if Katya was actually beat, but yeah. there are people she probably could have reached out. That's true. Too. That's but I'm true. not blaming. I'm not. I'm just saying in the end. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a very sad story. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm not fans of teens, but it's a very sad story. I'm not a fan of teens. Yes, it is a very sad story just because it could have ended so much differently. Yeah. And I do believe in redemption. They were young. Yeah, they were young. So many felt like we have been discussing that this could have all been prevented if they had received help from someone. They also felt that the shootout was Dennis and Katya's way of asking or pleading for help because but nothing they were happened so to young. Dennis in his life. I he know. had the perfect life. Yeah, he had okay, a nice so family. Let's just, okay, his shootout is an is a cry for help. Is a cry for help. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, help. they should have been given a better way to maybe get out of the cottage or something. Uh -oh. People are saying. Okay. I mean, you know what? Hindsight is, is so bullshit. easy to you know. Oh, this should have happened. I mean, when the shit's going down, and he's got guns and yeah. he's shooting. Right, he's got to be considered a threat when he's right. shooting at the police. Olga broke her silence after the death of her son and posted a status online to express the grief she was feeling. She wrote, quote, you died too early. Our pain cannot be expressed in words. Sleep, my dear son. You are out of pain. We keep the memory of you in our hearts. I am missing you madly. We terribly miss you, end quote. Poor Olga. I know. And while Dennis had done some terrible things, Olga just still loved him very much. Yeah, I mean, son. that's a mom. She wanted to help him to the last moment. She was ready to go in oh, there yeah, and be I like, know. you kids need to cut this shit out. Right. I mean, I, uh, I, I mean, my I can heart see. breaks. I know. Okay, this is crazy. Oh, boy. The story of the teen lovers was made into an opera called Dennis and Katya. An opera? An opera. Seriously? Yes. It followed the story of the teens questioning why they would post their final moments on the internet and explores how society reacts to these sort of tragedies. It was written as a role play where two characters kept switching between the different roles. Each role shows how different people reacted to the events as they unraveled online. And no one in it actually plays Dennis and Katya, but instead they're friends, family members, neighbors, journalists, and they show different perspectives well, from each character. That sounds actually interesting. Yeah. The message the opera was trying to convey was people put so much of their lives on the internet in order yep. to get an audience. Yep. The creators took a unique approach with the opera. As the teens had streamed online, they decided that rather than having a conductor 
like it was just different. Like instead of having a conductor, the musicians and the singers would have um, earpieces to move the story along. It was just different. I mean, I've only been to one opera in my life. So. I have never been to the opera. <laughs> Do I I've look only... like somebody that would go to the opera? If Motley Crue had an opera, I would go. I've been to an opera at the Met in New York City. Oh, so. you're so fancy. Well, it was a school trip my daughter oh, yeah, went on. Right. So it was an organized right. activity. It wasn't anything I did voluntarily. Well, I guess it was voluntarily. I went, but it was fun. Okay. I, it was an interesting experience. People anyway, like it. I mean, it was interesting. The opera won the Fedora Generali Prize for Opera in 2019. Residents of the village are still shaken by the events that transpired on November 14, 2016. People are still uncertain on whether the police killed the teens or if they had committed suicide, and there are many social media accounts in honor of them to continue their memory and spread awareness so others can get help. And that is the end of my sad story of the it Russian Bonnie and Clyde. It is. Like, it is sad. Just so young. Kids are dumb. I know. And they just, oh, man. So young. I know. It's just sad to me. Their parents. Can't imagine nope. one of my kids doing nope. this. You know what I mean? It no, would be torn apart. Like, I make jokes about teens and all that, but it's really, it's really sad. Yeah. There were other, other ways, you know, out. Yeah. Like it just went to extremes. Right. Like, it went from, like, zero to 60 and, like, you know, right. there was no taking a breather, trying to figure things out. You know, it just went by. Like you said, they were almost, like, playing the role of Bonnie and Clyde. Like, yeah. it was some sort of cool game. game. Yeah. But the reality is their choice was a forever choice. Right. Which is really sad. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode thank you tanya you're welcome and if you haven't already please hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever app you're listening to and if you would like to join our patreon group absolutely which means that you would get an additional weekly episode that's not released to the public as well as our normal weekly episode ad free early release you can go to patreon.com slash tnt crimes or you can go to your Apple app yep. and do it there on the podcast yep. app. There you go. Or you can go to our website, yep. crimesandconsequences.com, and there's information there, too. You can find us on social media at Hardcore True Crime on Instagram and Facebook. And that's, I think that's it. I think that's it. it, right? I feel like there should be more, but. No, I think this, that was your, that was my lovely co-host, Tanya. <laughs> I'm Talia. And thank you all for listening. Thank you, guys. And until our next episode, don't kill each other. Bye.